Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Good morning. Y'all do me a favor and smile real big. Okay. I hope in a minute that what I'm about to share with you will grasp a hold of your heart in such a real way. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to invite you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to be in verse 8 through 10 this morning. This morning, as you're turning your Bibles there, I want you to understand that the power of the cross is not something that you simply live from weekly. It is something that you live from daily. It should be a place that you find not only comfort, but conviction. It's not only a place that that as you dive into the Word of God weekly that that you just say, hey, I have victory in Jesus. There has to be an evident change in our lives. There has to be a, a magnificent attitude. I know sometimes our attitudes are a mood setter, if you will, for the people around us. My daddy always said, if if you have a terrible attitude, it will conduct how everyone else has an attitude with you. I've learned really quickly that people's attitude reflect other people's attitudes. And the reality is that is not correct in our life. That is not how we should walk as men and women of God. That is not how we should walk as Christians. But oftentimes I find that people are living as if there is a tomorrow. The reality is we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next five minutes. And you know, the unique thing about that is every time you turn around, people are talking about the trouble that life has brought. And it determines their attitude. Well, you don't know what I've been through or you would have that same attitude. You don't know how life has been to me or you would have that same attitude. The power of the cross says we have no reason to have a bad attitude. The power of the cross says we have no reason to really have a bad day. Amen? The power of the cross says why do you continue to live a life contradicting to the Word of God? That's the power of the cross. That's not Tom. You know, the Word calls for us to live a life holy, surrender to the King. But yet we find reasons why we can't. This morning as we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 8 through 10, it simply says this, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. You know, the unique thing about that, we look at it and people say this, you know, it's hard to live a Christian life. Is it really? 
Is it really hard to live a Christian life or do we make it complicated to live a Christian life? That's the big question. You know, oftentimes I've been asked by several people over the years, how can you smile when all things are bad? And I told them this, let me tell you this, I don't always smile when things are bad. But I've learned my attitude reflects the attitude of the people around me. And if they, if they don't know the love of the Father and I have a bad attitude, they'll never know the power of the cross. Let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus never walked out and looked at the cross and said, you know what? I'm not doing that. They have bad attitudes. They'll never get along. I'm not doing it. Even in the garden, He said, if it's thy will, take this cup from me. But not my will be done, but yours. And He still went to the cross and He died for us. And I've mentioned this a thousand times. Yet while we were still sinners, He died for us. But yet we walk around and somebody ticks us off just right, buddy. And I tell you what, I'm done with them. I don't want nothing to do with them. Congratulations. That's not the way Jesus talked at all. That's not. That was never the language of Christ. I disagree with them, so I'm done with them. I don't like the way they approach things. I'm done with them. You know what? That attitude there is the attitude that will destroy your personal walk with Christ. It will, every time. Because I'm going to share this with you. If Jesus would have said, you know what? They're never going to get it. They'll never understand. They'll never fully function in their walk with Christ. They'll never be able to understand who I've called them to be. They'll never learn their identity. They'll never learn their value. I'm done with them. Ladies and gentlemen, there wouldn't be no reason for us to be here this morning. Just being honest with you. Power of the cross. I hear people say all the time, well, you know, when I chose to give my life to Jesus, you did not choose Him. Let's get that straight first. He chose you. I've got Scripture to back that up. We, we get that messed up over the years. And let me tell you this, if we chose Him, follow me here, let me paint you a picture this morning. If we chose Him, if we chose Him, we might as well go to the grocery store and pick it off a shelf. Because if you choose something, you can choose to give it away. If you... If you if you really want an understanding here of what I'm fixing to tell you and what I want to share with you this morning in the complexity, this is really a simple message. I know it doesn't seem that way just yet, but it's really simple. Mike Carter, well, I'm not stealing out of the offering plate. This $10 bill here is not mine. Amen? We can all agree to that. It's not mine. And if I give it away, it's not really the person that I gave it to. They don't even own it. They don't even have it. It's really not theirs. Why? Because in the real world, that's called theft. Then in the real world, that's called the receiving of stolen property. You ain't stole nothing from the kingdom of heaven, ladies and gentlemen. So if you chose Him, something's not right this morning. Because the reality is He chose you. That's the power of the cross. The 
power of the cross says, I tell you what, I love you enough. I love you enough. I'm going to send my one and only begotten Son to the cross. I love you enough that they will beat Him and they will pluck His beard out and they will spit on Him and they will crucify Him. He will die a capitable punishment for you. Now let's get this correct. Jesus was not a criminal. We all can agree to that, amen? Jesus wasn't a criminal, but yet He was murdered as one. Oh, Tom, you know prophecy had to be unfolded. Absolutely, I agree. But do you realize that He could have said one word and it would have been over? One word. And He he was led like a lamb to slaughter and never opened His mouth. He went to the cross. They nailed Him there. And yet, we say we chose Him. No, we didn't. We didn't. Really, we didn't. The Holy Spirit draws you near. We've got Scripture to back that up. Once the Holy Spirit draws you near, it convicts your heart, your lifestyle. Do you know the word repent causes you to understand that there has to be change in your life? That's the power of the cross. This morning I want to share a story with you as a man grabs his two young children and they're walking along a journey. And as they walk through that journey, they begin to look around. And they see these crowds coming together and all they can hear is, crucify Him! Crucify Him! And as they're on that journey, one of the little boys has got a small lamb and he's toting that lamb. And the dad said, here, let me tie this little bit of a rope around that lamb's neck and make a leash. That way you can let that little lamb walk. And as they continue to walk on their journey, the crowd began to get bigger. And the dad finally asked one of the people, he said, what in the world is going on here? And they told him they're about to crucify two thieves and a blasphemer. And the journey continues and their little boy is walking this little lamb. And he said, dad, I don't understand what's going on. And he said, son, it's okay. Watch the lamb. Keep your eyes on the Lamb. You watch that Lamb. Do not let that Lamb get away. And they went on their journey. And as they got closer, the crowd began to get thicker and thicker and thicker. And they finally reached the point where they couldn't even move. And the Lamb got away. And the dad's face was in awe of what was before him. As this man carrying his own cross began to make his way through And he looks around and tears begin to stream down his own face. And he says, I know this man. Now this is not a Bible story, so don't take it as such. This is just an illustration, okay? He says, I know this man. He's a just man. He's a good man. He's never never done any harm. Matter of fact, he's, he's, I've seen him heal people. I've seen him do great things in many people's lives. And what in the world has he done to deserve such punishment? And the little boy tugs at his dad's jacket and says, Dad, the lamb got away. 
And the little man looks up at his dad and dad looks down at the little man and says, young man, watch the lamb. Because like a lamb led to slaughter, he never opened his mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the power of the cross. You know, sometimes it's best for us to think because somebody offended us. Let me get this correct, and, and, and I want you to understand me this morning. They're not really offending you. They're just upsetting you because it's not what you consider to be Christian. Let me tell you this, if it was what we consider to be Christian, there would be no reason to be here this morning. Amen? That's the reality of it. Can I share something else with you? We have ideas and we have thoughts and we have opinions and we have all of these things that we think are proper in worship. And we have all these things that we think are proper in the house of God. We need to get over our own thoughts and our own opinions because it's not about us. It's about Him. It's all about Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. I have heard more people argue over the Word of God in the past ten years than I have heard them argue over politics. I have heard people argue more over doxiology and theology than I ever have. I heard them argue over anything. Can I tell you something? If this upsets you this morning, just know that I love you, but this is not debatable. It's not argumentative. It's not frustrating. It's not aggravating. It's not rude. It's not arrogant. It's not prideful. It is a lamb that was led to slaughter and never yet opened his mouth. That's the power of the cross, ladies and gentlemen. The power of the cross also tells us to be humble and to be kind and, and to be all of these things, yet we're a right the opposite in times. You know, I've heard people over the years, pastors, evangelists, teachers, preachers, laymen, I've heard all kinds of people present the Gospel over the years. And there's been some that I go, he did a good job, but not my favorite. And we've all done that, amen? He did a great job, but I, I don't think I'd hear him again. But I've also sat around the table with people who have ridiculed pastors, who have ridiculed teachers, who have ridiculed preachers. And I'm sitting there in the back of my mind thinking, that's great, you, you know more than they do. Why aren't you the one teaching and preaching and pastoring? That's not the power of the cross. That's arrogance. That's rudeness. That's prideful. And my Bible says pride becomes before the fall. What are we getting wrong? Heard how I said that? What are we getting wrong? I can tell you what we're getting wrong. You may not like what I'm fixing to say, and again, I love you, but I can tell you what we're getting wrong. The attitudes inside the body of Christ are colliding because I'm right, you're wrong, I did it, you didn't, this is mine, that's yours, I'm going to do it my way. If you don't like it my way, oh well, I'm going to do it anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about us. It's all about Him. There's been times in my own walk that 
I have sat back and I've been to different places and I thank God for every opportunity that He has given me to preach the Gospel. I never go anywhere and have been invited to come and preach and I've never said, you know what, I can't do it. It's just impossible. If the Lord opens the door, I go. And I remember as I walked into this church one day, it was a Sunday morning. I was a nervous wreck. I've still got the picture of that Sunday. I was excited to preach. First time I ever really preached on a Sunday morning inside of a church. And I walked into that church and I looked around and there was some older men over on the side there and they was having their Sunday school. And the message the Lord had given me that morning was on the adulterous woman. A woman called in adultery. And Carrie and I was discussing it on the way there and I was excited about it. And as we walk in, and I'll never forget, but that's exactly what their Sunday school lesson was on. I was in awe. Then in the same breath, the men stood up and one of them looked at the other one and said, well, they should have just went ahead and killed her right where she was at. She didn't deserve a second chance. What? Don't you know that changed my whole attitude that morning? Because here's the thing, we didn't deserve a second chance either. Matter of fact, we didn't deserve the cross that He bore. The guilt that He bore. The shame that He bore. The price that He paid for our sins, we did not deserve it, ladies and gentlemen. But yet, this morning, I stand here to tell you, sit back and watch the Lamb. Because that's the real power of the cross. When I say live from the cross, I mean literally live from that place. Because I want you to understand there is plenty of room at the foot of the cross. As they took Him to that hill called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, and as they took Him there and they pierced His wrist and his, his feet with nails. He didn't say, you know what, I'm not doing this. I'm calling upon a legion of angels. Never. But yet, He said this, simple words, Father, forgive them for they know not yet what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to believe that if we were there during that time and in that era, that we would have been the one saying, no, don't crucify Him. He's an innocent man. He's a just man. But the attitude of today's society makes me wonder if that would be correct. If we wouldn't have been in the crowd going, crucify Him! Be done with it. Just kill Him. Get Him out of the way. It's too complicated. Nobody believes that mess. I hear that way too much inside the body of Christ. Well, I believe in the Word of God. I just don't believe where, you know, where we're supposed to do this, this, and this. And you can give people Scripture and say, well, the Word of God says right here that you're po- we're supposed to do this, 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 and this. Well, I don't believe that's what that means. What do you mean you don't believe that's what it means? 90% of what's wrong in the Christian culture today is nobody believes in the power of the cross And when they nullify the power of the cross, guess what else they nullify? The Word of God. It's no longer any good. That's that's the way they they look at it. They don't realize that, but that's the way, way it works. 
This morning, I want you to understand there is healing at the foot of the cross. There is peace at the foot of the cross. There is hope at the foot of the cross. There is freedom at the foot of the cross. The place at the foot of the cross will cause you to seek out righteousness. The foot of the cross literally gives you somewhere to not just walk from, but to live from. That's the real power of the cross. We was in Sunday school this morning and, and was talking about holidays and how Easter and Christmas are underrated. and They are. They are indeed. I'll be first to admit it. That's because we've underrated the power of the cross. It's because we've just kind of watered it down and said, you know what, we're perplexed on each side. We're being persecuted. I don't want, I don't want that other verse because if I have to really live like Jesus has manifested in me, man, I won't be able to be bitter anymore. I won't be able to be angry anymore. I won't be able to look at people and just say, you know what, it's okay. You, you, you as a person have every right to have all kinds of different emotions but I can tell you this, as a Christian, we have no right to be angry or bitter at each other or other people. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Get over you. Well, you don't know what they said to me. Get over you. It's not about you. It's about Him. I've had to learn this lesson the hard way, ladies and gentlemen. I've had to bite this spoon that I'm putting out before us this morning. And I'm still eating off of that spoon because it's not easy. I would wish I could sit here and tell you that there are people in my life that I wouldn't push out in front of a railroad car sometimes. That's, that's a cynical remark. I really wouldn't push nobody out in front of a train. Okay, calm down. I heard the whole room, just everybody quit breathing all at once. <gasps> I, I wish no harm on no one. But there are people in my life, sometimes they just push that right button. And you're like, why are you doing this? Then you remember the power of the cross. It's not about me. It's not about them. It's about Jesus. You know, I remember reading the first time. I'm getting ready to close. But I remember the first time I read as Jesus goes into the temple and He begins to flip tables. And my whole entire upcoming as a young Christian, I had always thought Jesus was just this kind and meek guy. You know, He loved people and He healed people. And I really thought about it after I read that. Jesus went in there and He flipped tables. He cleaned the temple, man. He cleaned house. That was the power of the cross because when we ask Him to be our personal Lord and Savior, we shouldn't close the temple door. We should open it up and say, flip the tables, Lord. I need it gone. But instead, we cowered back and we looked through the cracks and say, I'll never really be able to make it. This morning, I want to ask you as you stand with me, are you willing to live from the cross and experience the power of the cross? Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? 
You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.